0: Welcome back to Autolooks Autopod, I am your host as always, the doctor to the car, Mr. Everett J himself, and this week we are looking at the brand new Lamborghini Years, an amazing car that we all want. Autolooks.net Autopod, streaming day or night, coming right at you, right here, right now. This is the Autolux Autopod. I'm your host, Everett J. Keep following our SoundCloud, Podbean, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and take a look at www.autolux.net for all of your up to date ratings on automotive designs from around the world. And while there, if you're looking for a link to any corporation's website, we got it. If we don't got it, tell us. We want it. This week we're looking at the Super. Hyper, active, amazing new product from Lamborghini. Something that's going to push its production past the 10,000 mark. Yes, we said 10,000 mark. Lamborghini is a small supercar manufacturer. They compete on the same grounds as McLaren, Porsche, Ferrari, and Lotus. Now, they are one company that has done the unthinkable at one point in their life. If you take a look back the 80s ah uh, the 80s a time of weird hair odd styles weirder music but an amazing introduction of the classic video game who built our world today it shot us into that grand turismo world as we discovered in one of our previous podcasts but One of the most amazing things about the 80s, the 80s brought upon the amazing supercar era that was about to explode upon the world within the 90s and early 2000s. Supercars have been around for a while. They've been around since the Mercedes 300 SL and the Lamborghini Miura. One of the original supercars these are things that made that segment they pushed it past just grand touring and sports cars they made them fast they made them cool they made them the most desirable products in the world back in the 80s lamborghini a small company created by a tractor manufacturer who got into a fight with mr enzo ferrari because enzo told him, go back to making tractors you know nothing about building supercars well Lamborghini decided to show him up and created such amazing products as a Lamborghini Miura. Later into the 70s, he teamed up with Bertone and they created one of the most desirable cars of the late 70s and the 80s, the Lamborghini Countach. During this time frame and under the helpful eye of Lamborghini itself, they decided to go after a government bid. That bid was to build an exceptionally fast and amazing brand new military vehicle. Now, why would Lamborghini go after this? They're building the Countach. They're building the Jalpa. They built the Mura for God's sakes, and the Espada. Like, why Why would they go after a military contract for the Italian government? Why? Because they were looking to branch out. They were looking to try new avenues. They wanted to create something that nobody had ever seen or thought of before in a super sports truck. Was it the Lamborghini LM? It was one amazing product. It showed us something that we had never thought of, especially from a supercar manufacturer. We never thought somebody like Porsche or Ferrari, Lotus, TVR, any of those companies could ever create such an amazingly fast truck. Hell, even the big players in the industry, Dodge, Ford, and General Motors hadn't even built a sports truck by this time. The Lamborghini said we could do it. Gotta remember, this is a time when The Jeep Wrangler was still the basis of military products around the world. The Hummer was just being thought of and created and we were years away from the Oshkosh. So Lamborghini really pushed a lot of those amazing products we have now from companies like uh, Gurkha, Conquest, Hummer, or I should say AM General. Products like that today maybe may not have come around due to what Lamborghini thought. A tractor manufacturer who specialized on the side of building high-end supercars built an amazingly fast truck, fastest accelerating and fastest truck in the world and at the time it was manufactured. It was amazing. You got through the desert as fast as you freaking can. The Middle Eastern Sheiks just ate it up. They wanted this thing. But unfortunately, Lamborghini said this is for the Italian government. But in the end, the Italian government said no. We have decided to go to a different route, and your product is a little too expensive for us. Kind of like how the Canadian government told that to Conquest. Your product's a little too expensive because it's made in Canada as opposed to the Mercedes G-Class that we buy from decommissioned German Army for our military. Yeah, great going, Canadian government. Don't even support your own country. Unlike the Americans who support AM General and Oshkosh, Boeing, Lockheed Martin. So the right. The Italian government didn't buy into the Lamborghini idea. It was expensive. It was crazy. But now the Lamborghini poured all this money into building this amazing truck and created so much interest in it. What is it to do? Where is it to go? Well, they built some. Built a lot of them the greatest quality, weren't the greatest product, weren't the greatest design. Hell, the truck box wasn't even useful, but it was still a Lamborghini in the sense that it acquired the exact same attributes that the Countach had. Hard edges, amazing acceleration, and a top speed that was not matched by anybody else within its direct competition, which at that time was nobody. Nobody was in the super hyper truck. Even to this day, nobody has ever entered that. Dodge has done it with the SRT-10 and Ford has done it with the Lightning. They've come close, but those things are good straight line. Those things aren't off-road, kick-ass vehicles. The Raptor would be the closest thing to it, but even that's more Baja-inspired than standard road street-crad vehicle. They were built them. They sold them. Only a few thousand. Unfortunately, it's time has passed. Fast forward to a time when Volkswagen owns Lamborghini past the time of Chrysler ownership and into the hands of Volkswagen. Volkswagen has lots of products. They spearheaded the initial sport SUV market with the Porsche Cayenne. Now they push through with the Macan. Now they're spearheading the luxury saloon sport market with the Panamera. Now they're going after the electric with the Taycan. When you got a product like the Audi Q8 or the Bentley Bentanga, and you want a third thing on the product line. Just like they did with the Cayenne, the Tiguan and the Q7. You gotta go after it in threes, trifecta. You got an entire lineup because you gotta remember: there's Volkswagen, there's Audi, there's Lamborghini, there's Bentley, there's Skoda, there's Seat. They all need products. Skoda's got a Tiguan. Uh, all right. Skoda's got their Touareg counterpart. Seat's got theirs. Audi's got theirs. Like everybody's got one. Audi went bigger than the Q7. They did the Q8 now. Bentley wanted an SUV because now they got to, they got to create the ultra-high luxury market. The high-end. Highest of the high for luxury in the SUV market. The SUV-CUV market is the biggest thing in the world right now. Right? They can't pass up the opportunity. Audi's got to get bigger than the Q7 because the Q7 has now reached its peak of where it can go. But then again, they take a look at Lamborghini. Porsche has created the sports car or the sport SUV marketplace with the Cayenne. So... And they can't go any higher than that because Porsche is Porsche, right? The Cayenne is the Cayenne. You can't make it amazingly. You can put turbos and all that into it, but Porsche is Porsche, right? Gelatin blobs that go fast. Lamborghini is one step above them. Lamborghini is hard edges, Italian background, and amazing products. They create something that only McLaren and Ferrari can create as well. They create an image. Most desirable products in the world. That everybody recognizes and want and they said we got the Audi Q8 let's make a Lamborghini super sport SUV and that's what they did here as was shown in concept form years ago amazing product and the funny thing is is from the original concept which you could see below not much has actually changed from it sure it's not as rounded and the rims are not exactly the same but the outline of the vehicle is the exact same thing it's basically taking a hurricane adding Two half size doors to the rear end and jacking the thing up. So, really, can you call it an SUV? Can you call it a CUV? Or is the yours more of a cross track version of the Huracan? I would say yes. Yes, it is. In cross track vehicles like this, or something new. Yes, the cross track field is one of the fastest growing segments out there right now that people don't even realize is coming up behind the crossover utility craze. But yes, cross tracks are coming up. And the super utility vehicle that Lamborghini has created is entering that marketplace and has now created so much demand and so much want that their competitors have taken notice. Ferrari is now looking at this marketplace. McLaren has already said, no, we don't want same coin exact, but Lotus, Lotus, now owned by Geely wants a piece of that pie. They want to compete in the Big Boil field. After creating amazing concepts for a Sedan, the new Lotus Esprit, the new Lotus Elise. Amazingly looking products a few years ago, but unfortunately they didn't move forward with any of them. You gotta remember Lotus was also tied in with other Asian counterparts. They made Sedan. Hell, they were owned by Proton Auto before Geely bought it. And they made the Proton Satria Lotus Edition. Almost as bad as that Lotus Cortina. Back in the day. Remember the Lotus Omega carlton a neat car but it really didn't suit him URS sits in that marketplace and creates it and the funny thing is is unlike the cayenne it is not washing lamborghini because lamborghini has made it created this product with so much desire and so much image behind it that it won't wreck the entire product line like the Cayenne did. The Cayenne went after numbers. Porsche is amazing at doing numbers. Gotta remember, Porsche almost bought Volkswagen before Volkswagen turned around and bought Porsche. They were the largest shareholders in Volkswagen. They almost had enough money, but unfortunately they just didn't have a good enough year and she and they flipped. Volkswagen bought them out instead. Yes, Porsche almost bought Volkswagen, which is real funny. Lamborghini did not want to create the massive volume that Porsche did. It's kind of like how Aston Martin with the DBX isn't gonna do the same thing either. They wanna make the DBX, but they don't wanna water down their product line, even though the Rapide kind of did. Most of their cars are more touring products and on the same scale as a Porsche, not Lamborghini or Ferrari, but Lamborghini has done this. And why could they have created this? People didn't give them backlash. When the Cayenne came out, people gave Porsche backlash. You just freaking went after money, right? That's all Porsche was thinking about. Same thing with the Panamera when it came out. Oh, you just wanted to make tons and tons of money. I remember they created the Lamborghini S-stuck concept car. A sedan built off the Lamborghini platform. People were kind of up in arms about that product because we looked at it and said, Lamborghini doesn't need a sedan. Now you're just going after money. But when they created that, we looked at it and said, hey, they already did the LM. They did the truck, they did the SUV. We get it, they did that for a government money, but they didn't win it. They sold it in limited numbers. As long as they do that with this product, they'll be in a good place, and that's what they're doing. They're selling in limited numbers. They're making it so that this product has so much demand for it, but not enough product keeps it in line with the Lamborghini portfolio. Yes, we get it. Ferrari is now going after this, but they're not going after high-yield numbers like Lamborghini. They're putting the product out there because they know there are people out there who want a Ferrari SUV. There are people out there. Hell, I would buy one. Hell, my hometown, there's a pharmacist who owns, drives it to work. I've seen it around town a few times. He just drives it to work and back. But why? Because I live in a truck city. Hell, I own a freaking body-on-frame SUV now. I live in a truck city. I live to as people in Southern Ontario would call it, to the edge of the universe, because there's nothing past the edge of my city. Meanwhile, 95% of Canada is further north of me products like this are needed in places like that you gotta remember if you're selling into some of these Asian marketplaces they don't have big highways amazing roads hell Mongolia you gotta remember biggest city in Mongolia barely has a thousand kilometers of paved road you don't want to take a regular Lamborghini out on a dirt gravel pothole infested road no you'll do it and you'll do it in style and keeping it in limited numbers, makes it more desirable, doesn't water down the brand, it is a product that was needed, it is a product that Lamborghini wants and to create. Now they're considering making an electric sedan off the new Taycan platform, which we really don't agree with, it's great that they want to make more profit off Lamborghini, but unfortunately creating more than three products for a company that has never made more than three products at one time? Is kind of watering down. We get Ferrari has more than three products. But Lamborghini was always kind of the small, you know, boutique supercar manufacturer. Kind of like how McLaren started. But McLaren's still now in the same league as Ferrari because it's got multiple products, right? So it's moving into that where Lamborghini was more like how Lotus was. Of course, Lotus is only where it is because it has problems with the cash flow. It had horrible corporate owners at one point. Proton Auto wasn't the greatest thing for it. Really, would have been better if they were bought out by General Motors. Sorry to say that, but might have been better. Of course, it could have wound up like Saab, unfortunately. But yeah. So really, in the end, is Lamborghini Urus something that is required by Lamborghini? Yes, we get it. It creates more production off the Audi q QA Bentley Benhaga platform, but it also gives Lamborghini owners something they needed, something they wanted. They wanted a Lamborghini they could drive in the winter. Yes, an all wheel drive Huracan is something you drive in the winter, but most people don't think of driving that around. There's a YouTuber in Edmonton who does drive his around in the winter time, why? Because he saved up his money and he wanted something fun and he didn't want to park it in the winter. Hell, I would do the same thing as him. Unfortunately I don't have one. I would buy a Yeras though, because I'm a family man. I need to move my kids around and I want to do it in style. As Otto from The Simpsons said, I want to jam those kids to school to 200 miles an hour, man. I want actually to 200 miles an hour, but you might be able to find some back roads you can go a little bit quicker on. And your eyes would let me do it. Going down original Highway 17, I would need that thing. Because literally, I have nearly ripped out the bottom of my Rio. Going down there with a lowered car... It's suspension, but I've nearly ripped out the exhaust off of it, and Lamborghini Geras is a product that would be required to do that road, and in Asia Asian and up-and-coming new markets, this is a product that's going to create demand in those marketplaces. So companies like Ferrari, McLaren, Aston Martin, Lotus, they're all looking at it because they're looking at it as fastest growing markets in the world are the ones that don't have tons of paved roads or easily accessible paved roads we need products to go there and super utility vehicles are the way to go created a design way back in the early 90s when i was designing back in the day you know around the time when i was 15 i sent all my designs to car companies i created a vehicle called the whiplash and that's what it was basically took a lamborghini Gallardo and lifted it. I lifted it off the ground. I said, you know what? I would love to take a Lamborghini off road. The crew video game has created demand for that. I saw one the other day for a Subaru BRZ lifted. Nissan 350Z lifted. All of these vehicles created into the cross track marketplace. Full time off road sports utility vehicles. Remember the Dodge Charger from Furious 7? That's what we're talking about. Full time off road sports cars. That's what the Lamborghini ERS is. Yes, we get it. It has four doors, but when you look at it from far away, you. Think it only has two. So it still gives the illusion of a sports car that goes off road. And in the world today, that is something that people with money want. And with the demise of the coupe marketplace, four doors are better than two when you got to bring your friends along. So, in the end, really, is it the Lamborghini Urus some product that we desperately needed in this world today? Yes. It's something that was bound to happen. Whether Lamborghini did it, Lotus did it, or Aston Martin did it, somebody was eventually going to do it. Hell, myself, if I had moved my designs into an actual production phase, that was going to be probably the second or third vehicle I've ever created after my sports car. Is I would have taken my sports car, jacked it up, and made it go off-road. If I created one vehicle, I would make street version, off-road version, drag version, people-moving version. Because if it's a sports car, those are the four main Attributes you require in the sports car market. So, Everett from Model Looks taking a look at how super utility vehicles are a brand new marketplace that's going to change the world to what we need in the future. They're going to give us the products that we want and desire, and they're going to give us something new. And that's what we're all about. That's why crossovers have taken off. That's why cross trucks have taken off. That's why crossover utility vehicles are the biggest market out there it's because we don't need a big, clunky SUV anymore. We just want to jam our kids around and not drive a minivan. Supercar utility vehicles are the wave of the future for the supercar marketplace they're an expansion of the marketplace that is needed that is required just like the rolls-royce cullinan and the bentley Bentanga, what they've done to the high-end marketplace the lamborghini Urus is going to do to the supercar marketplace and we are glad it's here. We are glad it came in limited numbers. And we are glad to accept one if you're willing to offer it. <laughs> so keep following Autolux Autopod on SoundCloud and Podbean. And keep an eye out on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and at www.autolux.net for all your up-to-date facts, new podcasts, and brand new ratings of all of the world's brand new cars. So strap yourself in for this one fine, wild, off-road ride from the Lamborghini Urus and AutoLooks. DONE IT!